0: Hello, it's Ed and Charlie. I was wondering if you could subscribe, please, so you can listen every week. I didn't think of
1: another line for it <laughs> <laughs> That is my Adele realness Oh my god, Adele's opening the show for us today <laughs> She's very rarely makes appearances But she did it especially for the Ed and Charlie show So you guys have to subscribe We appreciate you listening every week But also subscribe, rate, share What's the other one? Instagram follow Exactly Et al um, So yes, hi Charlie Hi Ed I. <laughs> I find it really funny that we do this thing of like pretending like we're saying hi for the first time, exactly. even though we've already recorded episodes. <laughs> but I hope we're going to get. How <laughs> been? We've been not in ages. Gonna- mwah, mwah. Oh um, what have you been up to? Um, I wanted to ask you um, not I know what you've been up to this week in your life, but what TV, films, and music have you been getting into this week?
2: What we into? Oh my god! I've just discovered Billie Eilish. Do I sound like my nan? You are late to the party, bitch. (laughs) Oh, I'm so late. I remember like two months ago, I was like, what is a Billie Eilish? And now I'm like, (laughs) I'm living for her. That new song, Everything I Wanted.
1: I haven't heard that yet. It's so good. (laughs) I found Billie Eilish in a really cool way because it was at Glastonbury and I was with my friend Emma and she was insisting on um, seeing Billie Eilish. And I was doing that thing of like, no, no, I want to do this. I want to do this. Why are you making me do this? Went there. She lost me in the crowd. I was lost amongst a sea of teenagers, aka your fantasy, in, <laughs> in the crowd at Billie Eilish. As long as they're after 16. Just devastated. And then she came on stage and I was like, oh shit, this bitch is the the star of our generation. She's the future. She's the future. Bad it's guy. exciting. How did I not realise bad
2: guy was such a banger? Duh. Oh, Um, So yeah, I've just discovered that Billie Eilish is everything. So is this single the new single of her second album? I think so. It's very chill out. Okay. It's a bit.
1: I'm getting Enya vibes. (laughs) Oh my god, I love Enya.
0: Who can say what you want? Where you want? Holiday.
1: The best thing about Enya is you can sing along. You don't need to know the words. <laughs> there are no words. It's, all...
0: <laughs> it's yeah, like I sing it.
1: along to a Gangnam style. You just make it up. It's <laughs> not <laughs> <laughs> offensive.
2: Moon, edit that out. <laughs> um, I've loved Harry Styles' new music. I really like his new music. That's what I've been watching, listening to. Do
1: you know um, that watermelon sugar is meant to be an urban dictionary for? We just had a chat about not saying swear words on the podcast. I'm going to try and figure this out cleanly. Ejaculate. Pre ejaculate. That's not a swear word, <laughs> that is a medical thing. Yeah, apparently watermelon sugar is a term for like pre. Oh, really? Yeah, so what? What cheeky Harry. Well, I can't confirm or deny what a Harry means. That when he's singing about it, but the there have been rumors. I thought he was talking about fruit juice. No, (laughs) I think it's a different kind of fruit juice. (laughs) I think he's getting off on pre-ejaculate. One interpretation of that song, I suppose. So, what have I been listening to this week? I went to um, the musical and Juliet. Oh, how is it? Max Martin, right? Max, and he was there, and I met him. Oh, he's fit, by the way, Max oh. Martin. Yeah, I would love to hit that baby one more time. He, um, do you so you know who Max Martin is? Yeah. See, it's so weird to me, and probably to you, that so many people would not know who he is because he is yeah. a very important person. Well, I know him from Taylor's stuff. Well, I mean, he's just been responsible for the biggest hits since the mid '90s to right up to today. So anyone who doesn't know Max Martin, he kind of. So his first big break was probably working with of Bass and Robin. He did Show Me Love. And then after that, he became massive because he was writing songs for the Backstreet Boys, their biggest hits, I Want It That Way, Larger Than Life. And then he wrote Baby One More Time by Britney Spears. And he produced, he, he oversaw all of Britney's biggest hits. And since then, it's been Kelly Clarkson, Katy Perry, Pink, Taylor Swift, Justin Timberlake, you name it. He's worked with everyone. He is responsible for more hits than anyone besides people say McCartney and Lennon. So he is Mr. Pop. He's Swedish. He's Swedish yeah. like all the best pop makers like ABBA. And yeah, they've done a musical which is reimagining what would happen in Romeo and Juliet if Juliet hadn't died at the end set to the soundtrack of his biggest hits. Okay. I didn't think it worked. Oh. It was very enjoyable because when you hear all those songs Britney songs Backstreet Boys songs um it's obviously you're going to have a good time, but I would have rather just heard someone performing all the songs than put to a very flimsy plot about Juliet that didn't work. That I know it was clever, but wasn't.
2: I mean, those songs are like iconic, but mm-hmm. lyrically they're not hugely substantial. So I'm guessing it doesn't quite... It doesn't, they don't tell stories, those songs.
1: They're quite repetitive. The way that they are shoehorned into this musical is beyond cringe. So like a character will just make a mistake and then it would be like... Oops, I did it again. And it's just like, oh my God. And the plot is only devised to fit these songs in. Yeah. Which I guess a lot of these musicals like are. mama Mamma Mia. But the goal surely is to create a musical where that's not obvious. Yeah. And it's seamless. And the plot stands alone without the songs. This absolutely did not do that. Are you a Mamma Mia fan or not? I actually do like Mamma Mia. I do, um, because I love ABBA, obviously. And I think that that story kind of holds up even if you took the songs out. Well,
2: because it was originally, that's an original film. What? Van well, is based on a film. I, I want to say it's called Quo Vardis. Maybe I'm making this all film. up. A foreign th- film? It might be a foreign film. It was like an, a, a film from the 60s about a, a woman who has three different people, man, who might be a... Oh, I didn't so
1: know So they just that. took
2: that plot. Yeah, and then shoehorned Abba songs into that plot. But yeah, it was already an existing plot. So that's, that's what they did. That's probably why it works. works. And why yeah.
1: why this didn't. Yeah. Um, Simon Cowell sat behind me, so that was um, fun. He's looking crazy nowadays. I didn't see him at first because it was sideways and he's like so skinny, but yeah. And Lance Bass was behind me as well from NC. Oh. Who flew all the way to London just to hear... It's going to be me featured for 10 seconds in the musical So <laughs> he has a lot going on um, But yeah, I wouldn't recommend Well, I would recommend it if you just want to go and hear the songs But no, it gets a thumbs down from me, I'm afraid Oh, thumbs
2: down But here
1: Yes Well, I know my musicals I know my musicals <laughs> Ah, you gay?
0: <laughs> <laughs> just a little bit
1: um, Let's do our first letter of the week For us to give some of um, our advice Our, our acclaimed advice it's world well renowned The first letter is from Princess Beatrice Oh royalty again Should... we, The royals love us I know they won't The Queen, stop writing Prince in. Andrew We don't, don't encourage stop... them to <laughs>
0: Shall I do
1: a posh voice for her?
0: Dear Ed and Charlie I know everyone thinks their dad is embarrassing But lately mine has been really taking the biscuit Honestly I thought that myself <laughs> She's <and> Australian <laughs> What's going on? She's from, <laughs> she from Perth What's that name? (laughs) My father lives in Perth. (laughs) Fun fact. I thought that myself and my younger sister were pretty hard to humiliate these days. I mean, you should see some of the hats we've worn in public in the past. Geez, Louise. But our father has really let the family down lately. I just wondered, have either of you ever been embarrassed by a family member? And how did you cope with it? Yours sincerely, Beatrice.
2: I mean, my dad's never <laughs> gone on TV and admitted
1: to being friends with a paedophile. If that's the question. If that's the question. He's not feel that bad. My dad's done a messed up stuff in his time, but he has not done that. I'll give him that.
2: My Has <laughs> he embarrassed me? We're really embarrassed. My dad has a very big laugh. It's probably where I get I know. Could
1: you do an impression of it?
2: Can I do an impression of it? Well, no, because no one knows what it is.
1: So no one... No one... <laughs> but we want to know what it is. Is it like... Ha, 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 ha! <laughs> I'm just going to keep doing laughs to you say it's that one ah, it's a random is it Davina to- De Camper <laughs> <laughs> oh my god that's bomb <laughs> this is my dad that sounds like Papa can you hear <laughs>
2: me <laughs> he has a really really big laugh and so when we used to go to cinema my we brother used to be so embarrassed when he would laugh so loud in cinema because <laughs> there would always be one man who would turn around and tell him to be quiet <laughs> so it's like odd. you <laughs> so always get told to be quiet we used to die oh.
1: But no, does like- he feel self-conscious
2: my dad, totally no, he doesn't. No, he kept doing it. We were just the embarrassed ones. <laughs> Good for no. him. I know.
0: <laughs> well.
2: And I, don't, I don't think I've ever been embarrassed. Let's get embarrassed. My birthday is early January. Everyone, if you want to send me gifts. Mm-hmm. So it's always in panto seasons. We always go panto. Which is ironic because
1: you're always behind someone.
2: Way we... <laughs> Domed up here. Um... <laughs> and then, um, but obviously they call it the birthdays, don't they? And every year my mum would... what? The birthday's out. So would be like, here are the birthdays. And all the birthday kids have
1: to get on stage. Oh, at Pantos? Yeah. I have been to one for a while. Wow, oh. Birthday's out. Okay.
2: Um, and then my mum would always promise me she wouldn't give them my name. And then she always did. And I have to get on stage with a face like a
1: slapped bum. But this is maybe how Charlie Valentine was born.
2: The performer. <laughs> Getting
0: on stage. <laughs> Yes Oh I used
2: to hate so much <laughs> Oh Embarrassing story And then there's a quick Embarrassing story about my mum Yeah We went to see Oliver Do the
1: Oliver Are you musical? fucking Oh sorry <laughs> I'm trying not to swear That was just one That slipped out I love Oliver I played the Artful Dodger In school And I was amazing Go and CD yourself I sound like bag of chips Okay Go carry on, on CD <laughs> What was that? I didn't say it was good I said it was played him
2: <laughs> okay. um, I love Oliver That's like one of my favourite musicals Anyway me and I went to see um, When it was on In the West End We were at Atkinson It was like my 18th
1: Who's was on Atkinson?
2: Fagin He's not going to play Oliver Is he? <laughs>
1: <laughs> he could have been that
2: one boy, boy for sale. <laughs> you think right accent's got to just do, just do that one, <laughs> that little role. <laughs> he could be Nancy. I've heard he's a bit of a Nancy. Uh, <laughs> uh went to see that, and then it's when uh, the talent show was on. Jodie Prenger won. Do you remember that talent show? Who could be Nancy? Uh, oh, I yes, do anything. I
1: do anything.
2: So that was it. Sh- was that Oliver went to see that, and we're in the foyer. Mm-hmm. And Supernanny's there. <gasps> Joe, what's Joe name? Frost. Yeah. My mum then goes, oh my God, Charlie, it's Jodie. The winner of Nancy. And this is like 10 minutes before the show starts. <laughs> so I'm like, no mum, why would Jodie be in the foyer <laughs> out just in regular clothes 10 minutes before the show starts? She's like, oh my God, it's Jodie. She's here. She's performing. I was like, no, she wouldn't be, she would be backstage mum. That's not her.
1: So even you as a child were
2: more yeah. shrewd Yeah. I was, my mum ignored my advice walked over to Super Nanny and goes, Jodie, we love you. We voted for you every single week. To <laughs> which <laughs> <laughs> Super Nanny was like, Sorry, you, I'm not who you think you are. Did
1: she know who she thought she was?
2: Yeah, she knew yeah. she thought she was it. And mom was like, No, it's me. the winner you. a bigger lady. Yeah. Okay. I mean, they're not too dissimilar looking, but it's the fact why would Jodie be just stood in the foyer like five minutes before showtime, just in her regular clothes? <laughs> Like not with a drink in a hand. Like, why would she be there?
1: Oh no, that is crazy. And
2: then my mum kept correcting me like, no, Jody, we voted for you every week. And she's like, I'm not who you think I am. <laughs> and then I'm just being like, and then she walked off and my mum came back and went, oh, she was quite rude, wasn't she? <laughs> <laughs> she's making a comeback now, Super Nanny. Oh, is she? Yes. But yeah, that's my mum embarrassing me in public.
1: My um, dad, he used to do it quite intentionally because he would say, if we were being naughty, if you don't stop this, then when your friends are next over, I'm going to like just jump in front of them and sing the Teletubbies song. And he would actually do it. If our friends were there, he'd be like, Teletubbies! We're like 13 at this point. (laughs) So my dad used it more as like a, I don't want to say child abuse, but like he used it as a tool. But my dad's always been, it's weird how like I used to find him embarrassing for doing things that I now do. Because like when we'd all go out for a meal, like he would always make like, cheesy jokes to the waiter and the waitress and stuff and then we'd all just be like have our hands head in our hands even though usually the waitress or whatever would find it funny and now i do that myself and i find i'm turning into my dad oh do you find you're turning into your parents are you abusing super nanny at every turn
2: i'm not abusing <laughs> super nanny now i out with my dad at the moment oh my god we haven't been speaking for three weeks
1: <gasps> are you allowed to talk about it yeah. Is it embargoed? <laughs> it's
2: embargoed. He's put an injunction on me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what's it
2: about? Oh, it's so cliche. It's His like laugh? Brexit. Oh, shit. We fell out. Over, oh, I know. I just
1: finally... <laughs> oh, what's wrong with me?
2: We finally fell out over Brexit. I feel like it's such this a cliche over London. for years. Well, we've argued about it for years and it's always been fine. But he just caught me on an off day and I swore down the phone at him and put the phone down.
1: What swear was it? Use the letter, not the full word. The F word. <gasps> and then... You called your dad a faggot. Oh. I'm joking. <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't help that one. That before, <laughs> that <either. laughs> Sorry, that's the last swear you'll hear on the show.
2: I swear. <laughs> um, yeah, I put the phone down. And my mum texts me saying one nil to your dad. <laughs> What's that supposed to mean? <laughs> What's the meaning of the arguments? Yeah. I, know, I feel like it's such a cliche though, no, though. I fell out... Like... Because everyone in London's like, I can't speak to my parents back home about Brexit. And I was like, oh, you morons. And maybe then... now
1: it's come to a head. It'll clear the air and now you can... Like, I know. Because maybe if it's always building, you both feel a bit of tension. But now you've said your piece, you've called him F. And now it's... <laughs> um, You can move on. Yeah. Let's hope so. Let's hope so. By Christmas. Who's Sue? Right, let's read our <laughs> next letter. Thank you, Beatrice. Thank you, Beatrice. Our next letter is from a dear friend, Jerry Horner. Nay Halliwell. I was going to say, Nay nee, Halliwell. It's Nay, isn't it? Yeah we are the knights who say me nee. that's a very old reference <laughs> what right it's from monty python we are the knights who say me nee. literally everyone who listens will be like you now like what is he talking about what is going on if anyone's interested on? if you google that it's a very um legendary comedy moment moon you know don't you you're nodding money, money. thank you moon <laughs> right jerry back to jerry dear ed and charlie Recently, I was a guest judge on Drag Race UK, which I was really excited about. I love... Oh, she's put the T word here, but let's, let's say drag queens. Um, however, after my appearance aired, everyone was making fun of me for being a prude. Yes, when I was younger, I was a bit more outrageous and up for a laugh. But I'm in my 40s now for crying out loud. I'm not going to still be coming out of an inflatable vagina at this age, am I? Have either of you ever had to deal with people saying you're not being true to yourself or fake? And how did you deal with that? Please help and try and lift me up. Kind regards, Jerry Horner. I like the way she worked in her song title there. Lift me up. <laughs> Lift me up. No, no,
0: no, 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 hey, no.
1: I was just at the other day, right?
2: <laughs> that song, it sounds so dated in the sense that, like, that, that made number one, right? It sounded dated when
1: it was released.
2: But the idea of that kind of cheesy pop song making a number one now. That like, Music has changed
1: completely. I know, it's sad.
2: You don't get that cheese pop anymore, do you? It's
1: funny that we should bring this up because you know that um, the other day was the 20th anniversary of that song being released. Really? I know because there was a bit of press about it because if you remember at the time, it was actually quite a big deal because Jerry Halliwell and Emma Bunton both released singles on the same week. So it was Emma Bunton's first ever single, which was What I Am, which was a collaboration with Tintin Owl. I remember that. Before. Which she did, What Took You So Long, which did Aww, go to number one. amazing. Oh, such a good song. Um, that denim dress. Yes. Oh. She looks so pretty. She is pretty. Um, and Jerry won with the chart battle. But a lot of people said she cheated because that week she it came out that she was dating Chris Evans. Ah. Oh. Which everyone said was a publicity stunt. And then she was on the front page of all the tabloids. And she just edged out Emma for the number one. And people were like, is it because she pulled that stunt Stunt queen. Mm-hmm. Stunt queen, bar queen. <laughs> um, yeah, but the, her problem is people calling you fake and people are saying you're not being true to yourself. Have you ever had this? I, I
2: think sometimes people get confused when they meet me in real life and then see me on stage and find that I'm slightly different.
1: Uh, look, most comedians put on a different voice on stage. That's yeah, I have normal. a different listening. voice on
2: stage. I obviously have a different name on stage. Anything
1: else is that different? I've never seen you... Oh, I have seen you like I, I don't think it's that different.
2: It's quite different. But yeah, no, but it's you are putting on a stick, and you are consciously performing. And it is about, like, are you kind of storing up your energies? So yeah, I think some people sometimes get confused. Like, oh, you don't act like that. I talk like that. I've done some people have seen me and come up and I've come to stage. They're like, oh, good, you're much more camp on stage. You ham it up. So, like, of course, I'm hamming it up. I'm entertaining people. And it's I- about understanding that that is a performance.
1: I always have an issue with this though, It's and it's not just about performing, this is just in life. Because I've had this before where I'm with different people and I act a different way and some people will say, oh you're acting different, you're being fake. I'm like, there's loads of different sides to my personality, so yeah. like, if I'm with a group of other gay men, I might act more camp and it's not that I'm camping it up, I just feel that side of myself has more room to breathe. Oh yeah, definitely. And, and if I'm with my... Dad, I might not be as much like that, but there's different sides of me that are still real. That yeah. I'm just... So, yeah, I think sometimes people, yeah, do are too quick to call fake when it's just like, well, there are some people who are just the same in any situation they are, but especially as gay men, I think at a young age you learn to kind of maybe compartmentalise your oh definitely. traits a little bit more. Yeah. And it sticks with you. I think maybe the older you get, they blend a bit more. But I like being able to... You know just be very flamboyant with someone and then i like the moments where i get to be very very masculine like right now yeah turn <laughs> on but the one thing that um i've found i don't know if i think you might relate to this as well is because i'm from huddersfield which is up north and like very yorkshire i found that moving to london and now whenever i go home get a lot of eye rolling and just like oh like because i don't have my accent as strong as i used to and like anything that i tell people some people from back home that i do in london they're just like oh god like you've changed all this which i can understand if it's like oh i went to this big fancy party you're like oh god but sometimes i'll just be like oh yeah i went for like a sandwich in london like oh You've changed. I was like, it's just a sandwich. It's like, you can't say anything that we you don't, do have in London. don't bread in Huddersfield. <laughs> don't have electricity. All this stuff. So, do you get that? Because yeah. you... Aren't you the same as me in terms of you're the first person in your family to go to uni?
2: Yeah. No, my family think I talk really posh. Which is so crazy. I know. They think I'm so posh back home, which is funny. <laughs> um, I mean, to be fair, I probably do talk really posh compared to them.
1: Yeah. That lot. But it's the same as what I was just saying about the behavior with accents it's like i my accents changed a lot but i don't think i'm putting on an accent it's just yeah. like it's naturally diluting when i first moved to london i always remember how much this used to annoy me see i caught myself then whenever i ordered a cook or a diet cook or a bag of cook now i'm joking a cook Kind have a coke with ice everyone's like what diet coke? What? what diet coke? what diet coke and then, like, eventually, it's just, like, I'm evolving. Yeah. Because I'm not... Go- like a Pokemon. <laughs> I'm not going to spend my whole... I hate repeating myself at the best times, despite the fact that we keep retelling stories on this <laughs> yeah. podcast. So, like, I have to create and Not create an accent, but my accent is going to naturally move towards something where I don't have to repeat myself.
2: But, do you know, when I call my... I call my nanny the day, everyone in the office heard me... And I went full on East End.
1: I did Everyone that as well, in the but office was not,
2: like, it's not, you kind of just, just do it happens. now. Yeah, yeah. when yeah. you talk to people back home. Is that Madge? It is Madge. It was Madge's 89th birthday this week. Oh, ah! was it? it was good. She's having a good time. She went to her favourite pie and mash, is in, um, Mazes, sorry, in um, Bermondsey. <laughs> did she That's have something on
1: She did not have an omelette. (laughs)
2: She loves a bit of pie and mash.
1: My boyfriend this morning, he'd been listening to the podcast and he accused me of lying from our former conversation. He said, you said on the podcast you like liquor. You don't like liquor. I do like liquor. Oh, he didn't know that after all these years. Well, I think he got confused because I don't like pie and mash shops because I don't like the pies. I think they're really gross. Is that bad? Oh, you, well you like them because they are like thing aren't they yeah oh. I love pie Ma. oh I don't I hate pie but pie mashups they tend to just be those like crappy little flaky
2: yeah that's the point and they're like a pan I
1: just don't get it but I like the liquor i yeah. have it with something else anyway I just thought I'd share that um oh okay. <laughs> did you have anything else to say about being fake no I think we covered that well we're gonna try out a new segment now which... <laughs>
2: here we go oh you ain't tell me about this what's going on I did tell you on
1: whatsapp you weren't reading the thread were you probably not No, I knew you weren't. (laughs) (laughs) Right, so so you have to guess the song from my interpretation of it. Okay. Right. I haven't actually thought of a song yet. Oh, okay. Let me think of one.
2: (laughs) Here we go. Like Shazam it. Like a human Shazam. Here we go. Right,
1: I've got
0: it. Are you okay?
1: Can you smell toast?
0: Are you
2: Yeah, having a stroke.
1: Well, I'm not just going to sing the song, I'm doing my interpretation. I think we need to stop the. Moon, you've
2: got a fair take it. What's going on?
1: What's going on? It's like on Shooting
2: Stars. Did you used to watch that? That visual show that we're not doing because we are got a podcast.
1: But everyone can hear my performance. <laughs>
2: yeah. Could you guess the song? No, all worried. They're writing in, be like, you okay? <laughs> Start your own, just give in, just for you. <laughs> was it a
1: was it share? Was it share? Was it- no, Moon, it nah. wasn't. Did you get anything I from it? I did not get a single. Right, no, here, we're gonna go? we okay, to a here we go. Okay, round two.
2: Let's <laughs> try and make this. Here we go. literally
1: you've got no idea literally
2: no clue what is happening shall i hum it yes hum me a tune (laughs) some recognizable tune because
1: that performance was me doing basically the song, but without consonants, just vowels. Oh, I' think okay. all right, Carol Warderman, here we go. <laughs> Clearly, it was it was too far advanced. <laughs> I'm gonna need some consonants for this. I'm now gonna try humming. Maybe that'll be the new segment. It'll be called humming and bumming. Here we go. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh my God. Keep going, keep going, keep going. I'm in
2: there, keep going.
0: <laughs> idea. What is
1: going okay, on? this is on you now because that- This is not our my listeners. A, that I'm was sorry. a perfect humming interpretation of the song, which you know the song. <laughs> you not midnight yet. train to Georgia, are we back there? <laughs> you can't even hazard a guess. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. no i have no idea what you're just fight for the answer oh is that a clue maybe,
0: maybe.
1: <laughs> you're allowed to get it right <laughs> if that's a clue In one direction no
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> i'm gonna walk you over Was... hot coals if you don't get it right <laughs>
0: sounds,
2: sounds, <laughs> sounds sexy um just fight. I'm fight for this love.
0: Yeah!
1: What made you get it? The coal? Oh no! It was well, definitely just wasn't fight. the humming, was it? <laughs> it wasn't your humming. Let me do it again, just to see if you can spot it. Now I've done it. Okay. In hindsight, let's see
2: it. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> like doing
2: Tchaikovsky, I think. Can you still not hear it? No, no one yeah, can. Yeah, I like get when the chorus came in at the end there.
1: Yeah. Oh my god. Well, we're not like, going to be able to keep doing this bit. I like it. It's just... it's difficult. This is Charlie doing it. Ah, oh, that is better. <laughs> That's what, like... too easy though. Should we... Oh, no, <laughs> <laughs> Should we do it the other way around? <laughs> where you do it? <laughs> That's how you hum it. Okay, maybe on the next episode, you could try it, I could try it, and then we'll see who's going to be the Hummer. Yeah. Ooh. Who's the Hummer and who's the Bummer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but for now, let's go to <laughs> our VIP sponsor. Apologies to everyone who had to hear that. Uh, go to our VI- VIP sponsor for the week. Thank you. Thank you. all
0: Hi, everybody. It's Nicole Scherzinger here. Uh, you might remember me from the X Factor back when people used to actually watch it. (laughs) Um, I wanted to get in touch with the Ed and Charlie show, which is sh-amazing, by the way, to announce that this week the Pussycat Dolls are coming back. Yeah! We're coming back. I know y'all thought it would never happen, right? (laughs) But it has. Yeah, finally, um, we ran out of money. Uh, individually. And and we got desperate enough to do it. So we're, so we're coming back. And, and sure, we still can't stand the sight of each other. But it's not about that. It's really not. It's about paying our tax bills. So we don't end up like Katie Price. So, you know, come and see us on tour. And hear all our most classic hits. Like, um... Uh... Well, you know, you can look them up. Um, Yeah, come and see us uh, and help us pay that tax bill. Uh, See you in 2020. Woo! Yeah. We're back and we're taking... Oh, God.
1: We're taking questions from the public, Charlie. Oh, the unwashed. I feel sick. I don't know how this... Well, grim. I'm so glad we're not in the public. We said we were going to do it, so I feel like we have to, but... Public service, come on. We've got antibacterial hand wash. Right, let's... Let's dive into these, shall we? Right. The first one. Dear Ed and Charlie. This is from Dem Cavey. Thank you, Dem. I have two questions. The first. Would you rather always speak your mind or never speak again?
2: Well, I'd rather you never speak again. would <laughs> <laughs> rather I never hum again. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We don't do that in the world. <laughs> Bad <Bloody> hell. <laughs>
1: um, no, I always speak my mind see i think this is a thinker because i thought that first but if you actually think about it yeah how yeah you can't really go through life always speaking your mind it'd be like it's
2: not a jim carrey film liar liar doesn't he always have to tell the truth he always has to
1: tell the truth but he doesn't always have to speak his mind like he can still have thought oh wait can he keep them to himself because he tells that woman she looks fat but he could just not say that but yeah if you went through life like you'd lose everything You couldn't have any relationship you couldn't really have any friends you'd struggle to keep a job like if you always speak your mind like i think it's underestimating how much concealing honesty is part of our everyday life life. yeah whereas when i thought about it the idea of never speaking again obviously would be great for you and everyone (laughs) around me but it's workable because you can write things down
2: yeah mutes exist in the world now where they live i've never met a mute
1: <laughs> Have you? No. Okay. Well, I guess you would never know if you just speak to someone and if they didn't speak back, you just be like oh, he's rude, <laughs> and then just walk. But up. is
2: mute like a condition like deaf or blindness, or is it more of a psychological? <laughs>
1: Sorry, it's getting like a. I think it's a choice. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? Well, I just identify as like a mute. <laughs> I don't think it's a choice. It is. It is like people choose not to like that woman on no, or- Orange is are... New Black. She, at the end, she speaks because she can. She just doesn't want to. She has nothing. No, to I say. No, I think some people are medically dumb. What What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> this is so sensitive. This was the question that was most least going to have offensive answers. <laughs> no, people, you can be medically mute, as in
2: you okay. can't physically. I didn't know that. I think, but that's why I was asking, is it like deaf or blindness, which is like a medical condition where you physically can't, or is muteness a kind of psychological condition of not being able to? Or like Helen Keller, like Helen Keller was, some people
1: don't have a mouth. Well, like, some there's someone out there who doesn't have something. Like every every body part you have, like there's someone who doesn't have it. No, everyone has a head. No one That exists. is true. No, <laughs> no one exists without a head. I haven't had head in years. <laughs> no, that is true. Apart from a head and brain and heart, probably. I think there's someone, and maybe a liver. The, the, everyone's got something missing. <laughs> what you am I talking dead. about? <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? There definitely are people without mouths. I'm sorry, there just are. You just don't hear from them. There are. And there's definitely people without tongues. <laughs> that is true. That is true. Thank you. <laughs> but I don't know whether...
2: Like, Helen Keller was... Was she in Coronation Street? I <laughs> think <laughs> Keller was the one who's blind, deaf, and dumb. What? you not heard of Helen Keller?
1: Who is Helen Keller?
2: She's... <laughs>
1: I back. thought she was Rosie Webster. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Helen
1: Keller. Is... Helen Fahlegan is deaf, dumb.
2: I can't do this. Helen Keller is, like, a famous woman who was... I think blind, how deaf... How did she get famous? Because she was blind, deaf and dumb and then learned how to like read braille and like... <sighs> m- 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 I was going to say wrote, wrote a book or something. She like, famously learned how to read even though she literally was blind, deaf and dumb. It was incredible. But, so no, she wasn't in Coronation Street.
1: <laughs> but how, how did anyone know she was reading?
2: I can't remember the story. It's an amazing story. I okay. can't remember it, but it's amazing. <laughs>
1: Well, we learn something new every day and Helen Keller, you can be our person of the week. Is that a new segment? <laughs> She's like, she is, a new segment. Big up to Helen Keller. Big up to you, Helen Keller. She and can't... sorry to you, Helen Flanagan. I got you too confused. <laughs> right, this, this one. <laughs>
2: Helen Keller was not an I'm a Celeb.
1: <laughs> this one. Um, are you watching I'm a Celeb?
2: I've, ne- I've never really got into it. I've
1: never really enjoyed it.
2: I, well, no, I enjoyed it uh, like... Kerry Katona. But was that? Like, oh, yeah. Well, that's the glory Was that like days.
1: 12 years ago? She years was the third now. winner. So that was a long, long time ago. Yeah, I remember watching it back then. This was before the drugs got her, I think. I don't know. It's probably why. She was still with Brian, I think.
2: And there was, yeah, the uh, Katie Price one. And yeah. Well, she's been in it a few times now, or not? She's, she's been, been in tw- it
1: a few times. Ne- never won. She won Celebrity Big Brother. Yeah. Uh,
2: you know, I used to love it back in the day, but...
1: Yeah, How's Caitlin her... doing? Do we know? She fell out of a window in last night's episode. So that was pretty funny. What
2: window? It's in the jungle.
1: Yeah, they've got like l- it's advanced now. They're in like little huts and stuff. Oh, I say, hey, where's the wind? Yeah, they it was. They're in a hotel because it was a snake hotel as a challenge. Oh, okay. But when she was getting out, she tumbled out the window. Um, <laughs> but you know, she's seventy.
2: I couldn't believe she was that old. I didn't I realize can't believe that she's
1: that old. She's a good surgeon, but like, yeah. Taking a tumble out of a window at 70, you would think, meant swimming with the fishes, I would think. I'm sure that's going to be a challenge coming up. But we have another question that's a thinker, hopefully it's not going to go as awry as the last one did, (laughs) but yeah, so think about this one before you answer, because it's quite tough really. (laughs) Is a thinking question? (laughs) Also from Demkv, she likes the thinkers. Would you rather pee every time you stand up or poo every time you sit down? (laughs)
2: Ooh, the, the highbrow questions it's I, like question time really it isn't is. it It's like what a salient and uh pertinent question that is
1: these are our listeners this, this our... is what we've got so we have to
2: so wait am i are you continually doing that or is it just like you do it once and it's over <laughs> would you mean once it is over that be... so i mean like if you sit down do you go a poo and then you're like oh <laughs> <laughs> or is it like every time you're just continually pooing for, every, for as long as you're sitting down. I need to know the details of this, the, me-
1: the mechanics. It has to be one poo per sec, but if you stand up and sit back down again, it happens again.
2: Yeah, but like, so you stand up and you wee for a bit and then it stops.
1: For the average duration of one wee. What
2: happens if you lie down? Do you do both at the same
1: time? <laughs> yeah. Just don't do it in your bed, yeah. You, you're looking into this too deeply. <laughs> even though I said don't answer straight away think about it you've taken it too far what would you choose?
2: well it's always going to be the weeing I don't want to poo all the time I'll weight like nobody's business
1: but be too stone by the end but the thing is yeah because this is why I said pee because you can similarly with the mute situation you can make that work I can do a Helen Keller and make that work and I can spend my whole life sat down but I cannot spend my whole life stood up. So I cannot do the pooing thing. (laughs) Does that make sense? Nope, but... (laughs) Nope, but we've we've committed to it. And (laughs) Jem, I hope that answered both your questions. You've caused a lot of problems there. Um, Please don't write in again. (laughs) Um, We have a longer problem now, a more serious problem. Okay. Dear Dyson Val, I'm not sure how I feel about that. Um, I'm stuck. I recently got together with my partner and they have a cat. I normally hate pets, but this one was cute. So I gave it a chance. The troubles began early. The cat wakes me up at 6am, scratching my face. He meows through the night and leaves fluff and mess everywhere he goes. But it gets so much worse than that. My partner is even worse. She leaves dirty underwear, wet towels and clothes strewn all over the place. I even find dirty tissues on the floor. And they never even remember to flush the loo, no matter what they have done in it. I'm stuck in a dirty three way mess. And not in a good way. If I even mention any small thing to my partner, they say I'm a clean freak and too OCD. I love my partner so much in every other way, but I can't see another skid mark on the floor as I eat my breakfast. What do I do? <laughs> I hope the skid mark on the floor is
2: the cat. Oh, gold. Get <laughs> yeah, I'm not a cat person. Are you?
1: I don't like any pets. Ah, <gasps> yeah. I am a little hamster. We had a hamster, hamster, (laughs) I can't even say it. A hamster called Lisa Teresa Fudge when I was a child. And we put it in its hamster ball and my dad left the door open. And Lisa Teresa Fudge rolled out of, and we lived on a hill, rolled out of the front door. And she rolled her hamster ass down that hill. And we thought she was gone forever. And me and my brothers cried for days on end thinking of poor Lisa Teresa Fudge wandering around Huddersfield alone, no one to talk to. This was before mobile phones. She couldn't even call us, like, like literally dying in the street. Cut to a few days later, our next door neighbor's house. Lisa had got out as the ball had gone over the, the edge of the door and then chewed her way into next door's house. And they found her and we got her back. Oh, she returned. She did. She then died of natural causes. Oh. So it still ended in tragedy. <laughs> why um, why are we talking about that? Did I start <laughs> telling that for no reason? <laughs> oh, pets. Yeah, I don't like any pets. I definitely don't like cats. I don't like dogs. I love dogs. How can you not like dogs? I like looking at dogs. I don't want it near me. I don't want it oh, to lick me. Oh, want you to lick my face. It licks its asshole and... Yeah, balls. Balls. that's what I like. So you've got so <laughs> much in common. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gross. So, yeah, I would never... I mean, my partner actually, like, he loves dogs so much. Like, when he sees a dog, the smile on his face breaks my heart. Because I'm like, I never see such joy like that. And I yeah. can't cause such joy <laughs> myself to you for that. But I put my foot down and will allow a dog. Because I don't like the smell. I don't like the feel. I don't like anything. The sound, the responsibility, the um, the way it kills your social life. I hate the whole thing cheery (laughs) (laughs) I'm not into like killing pets I hate when you're reading the news and it's like someone's like strangled a cat I hate that so I'm not one of those people (laughs) what news are you reading? there are lots of cat and dog killing stories at the moment a lot (laughs) what's the woman who kept putting the push the
2: cat in the bin do you remember that's been massive news story? No. There was a cat sitting on top of like a wheelie bin and she opened the bin and pushed the cat in.
0: <gasps> oh, I do yes! remember that. And it oh became, my God. went absolutely
1: viral. Oh, yeah. oh, that awful, awful woman. God, that wasn't even that long ago, was it? Was it you in drag?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Imagine.
1: Oh, step your pussy up. Um, but yeah, I thought this was a good question because I, ignoring the whole pet thing, I am like this in terms of I am the messy gross person to live with. People complain about me. I'm the housemate from hell. So my advice would just be for you to get over it. If you love this person, accept them as they are. And there's more important things in the world than how tidy the house is. But do you offer a different perspective? I feel like you will. I, am I messy?
2: I'm not messy, but I won't clean as well. I let things mm. get into like a kind of mild mess.
1: How often do you change your bed sheets? Be honest. Be
2: I honest. would say, do you mean like wash them or like buy new ones?
1: You just move
0: I <laughs> just um, move
1: flat. Um Literally wash them.
2: I'd say once a month.
1: I think that's good. Oh, is that good? Okay. But th- that's me. So other people would probably say that's not good. I some... Moon, what's yours? Normally, once every two weeks.
2: Oh, he's very clean.
1: When I lived alone, it was like twice a year. I'm not even joking. Do you ever?
2: I used to get dark bed sheets just so that you couldn't see the st- like any kind of dirt. <gasps> that
1: is so clever.
2: So I'd get like a dark grey bed sheets so the dirt wouldn't show up. I got so-
1: dark brown for skid marks. <laughs> <I'm> joking. <laughs> <laughs> oh, brown bed. Um, so I liked. It's really hard for me to tell how messy I am these days. My partner is tidy, but he, when he goes away, the flat quickly descends into like. I don't want to say crack den, but like crack, crack den territory. <laughs> <laughs> A lot of that has to do with the crack. But um, Yeah, I, th- I always say to him that you knew what I was like before you moved in with me. You knew I was messy, so you signed up for this. If you were with someone and they were tidy and then they started to descend, I think you would have more right to tell them off. Yeah. But I like, accept me as this package. Yeah. And I think that this man who I'm keeping anonymous, let's call him JD. He um, he just needs to accept her. Although if she's the one leaving skid marks on the floor then no. I would say be with someone else. Yeah. Tell her to go. Um, but yeah, if you've never lived with a boy, have you?
2: Yeah, I'm minded with boys. No, I mean in a... Oh, romantic. in a romantic relationship. Alright, oh, rub it in. <laughs> Freaking <laughs> hell, thanks. <laughs> lovely yeah. sorry oh, you're hand alone hand. you're very much are you alone at christmas <laughs> <laughs> it's only christmas time just to just to remind everyone i am alone at christmas
1: that's great thank you, <laughs> you <be> <laughs> oh don't kick your bellies down that's my job uh, so you've lived with boys you've lived with straight boys before
2: um have i lived with straight boys oh yeah i lived with one straight boy and one gay boy years ago and then mainly gay boys
1: was the straight boy not gross
2: no, he was a neat freak. He was proper OCD neat freak.
1: I find it really weird when straight men are really tidy. It kind of creeps me out. Oh really? Cause I'm like, I'm gay, messy and gross and you're straight and tidy. I'm like, what is this? This what is this
2: Twilight Zone we're in.
1: I burp a lot. If they don't burp, I'm like, who's even gay here? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Um, wow, interesting. I thought, I kind of had a feeling you would be a clean freak.
2: No, I'm not at all. It does bother me when people are obsessed with cleanliness. I get annoyed, I don't know if you do, I get annoyed people have to take my shoes off when I go to someone's house. Yeah. I it really that annoys me. It's like, one, I'm like in an outfit and I'm ruining <laughs> my outfit. Do you know what I mean? This is an ensemble piece. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, this is a look. They're just like, ugh. And I'm always paranoid that my socks are going to smell and it's like. I wear, I can smell them. Though. I wear Timberlands. I love them. And they're, they're lovely, but they can make your feet sweat that
1: is so true
2: Where is so, that i know but because so, they're so thick maybe but it keeps your feet nice and warm but then when you go mm. to someone's flat and i like, take your shoes off you're like, oh my god here we go well like they still soon learn the yeah to <laughs>
1: exactly um what was i gonna say i find it really weird when people who are very tidy they always say they're ocd and they do it in a way that's very proud yeah you know like with any flaw like i don't go around going hi i'm messy like really i'm like yeah i'm messy but they're just like yeah i'm like really ocd i'm like why are you proud of that and also isn't that like a medical (laughs) i don't mean people who actually have ocd are a freak (laughs) obviously we've already offended the mute community which luckily we won't hear much from them but i don't want to offend the ocd community because they're very organized and they will come for us (laughs) they really will um (laughs) yeah, <laughs> I like, isn't autism
2: like a medical condition? I feel like you need to prove it that is. you've been diagnosed. David Beckham just... has it. Yeah, it'd be like going around yeah. like, ah, oh,
1: I am autistic. Like really proud. It's, it's like, like not that you shouldn't be proud of that, but if you're not it, don't yeah. say you are and do it proudly. Yes. it's offensive to those that are suffering. Mm-hmm. Come Thank through. Oh, <laughs> oh wow, we've given so much terrible advice today. Um, I, f- I feel like we're a lot better at giving advice to the celebrities than the, the plebs I know But you
2: well, know It's because we're more on the celebs level We understand their and life more We
1: can't relate to these problems We can't We just don't have them <laughs> But we did our best and um yeah tune in next week for more advice for the celebrities and plebs that need it the most they do need it mm-hmm. i think we need a bit of advice actually after that um, <laughs> please send your complaints. we need legal
2: advice about people <laughs> gonna get sued
0: by <laughs> thank you for listening thank you Bye. everyone
2: goodbye